I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Well, hey, Trav. How you doing today, buddy? I'm all right. How are you doing, my friend? I am fantastic. Uh, just absolutely wonderful, really, top to bottom. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really uh, really good. Um, you sound relaxed. I am. I, you know, after our last show, which was a bit comical in its title, it's good that you the the fates have aligned and randomly rolled us a very serious topic today because. And this makes you relaxed. All right. It does, yes, because nothing makes me happier than to just turn on a dime with the nature of our podcast. I, I think right. that's yeah, yeah, that's what we promise. Inconsistently consistent. There you go. I I, I don't I don't think those words mean what you think they mean. But all right. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, I roll I rolled this, and uh, it's definitely definitely kind of a a one eighty. Or maybe it's like a 165. I don't know. Sure. From the last topic. It's probably 165. Yeah, that sounds like a good number. Uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear what it's about. All right. So this is about men and women in RPGs, both players and their depictions in the world. Okay. So the, the gender roles and, you know, norms in the game and the players, you know, playing with men and women and that kind of thing. So there's, there's again, there's two different ways to approach this, as is often with At our topics. Two yeah. Ways yeah. Here. Um, Boy, that's true. Yeah, because that means a lot of I, I, there's like so many, so many more things than like two ways in my head. Like that just goes off in so many directions. Usually, the first thing that people are going to focus on are like, generally speaking, you think about first off like the artwork you see in most RPG books. Yep. Um, basically, comes down to bikini armor versus non-bikini armor. What's the right thing to do? You know what I mean? Uh, I, at, when you, I when do. You're, when you're plotting out art for your book, that's, I mean, people are always talking about the bikini armor and it's an issue, right? It's a, it's a real issue. It is. So, so I think there's a couple, I, that seems as good a place to start as any. And I think you're I mean, right. That's what, I think that's what people are going to think about. So let's yep. start there. Yeah. Okay. So this is very funny to me. So as you know, Trev, one of my other hobbies is, is war gaming and miniature painting. And I just yeah. recently completed uh, a piece for a uh, for a uh, a competition that was a that was a bikini clad female warrior sort of like barbarian chick, and she yeah. had slayed a dragon in the piece, and so I had like dead dragon on there and stuff, and I was I was very happy with how the piece came together, and it's from a miniature line that's sort of like all this sort of thing. All the the men are like these hyper perfected you know Greek statues, and all the women uh, who are so themselves. it's leaning hard into the human form. Yes, it's all this like hyper realized human form, right? That's what they that's their models. Now, it's not overtly sexualized in any way. That is to say like the women are certainly scantily clad as are the men, but it's it, there and it's got sort of that classic pinup style. Anyways, neither here nor there. I did the piece, the woman in the piece in the in the in the the model in the piece is clearly very powerful, right? She's carrying this oversized sword. She had just slayed this big dragon. She's no pushover. And I, I posted it up on, you know, a site where I post my models to. And uh, a couple of people were like, oh, super cool, whatever. And then somebody was like, hey, you did a good job with painting, but I don't understand why models have to have these bikini clad warrior chicks. It was like the third comment. Yeah. So that's that's really fast. Right. And I, I think there's this there's sort of this history. Right. And to, to understand this, I think we got to go back. We got to go back to that sword and sorcery like Robert you know, Howard, Conan, 
type of way back in yeah, the when they were Yeah, when they were putting out books like Conan, the Conan stuff and the, the gore stuff. Yeah. Yes. And that's the legacy of this, right? It is the the scantily clad women, maybe not always damsels in distress. They could be just as powerful no, warriors uh, yeah, or protagonists. You know, Red Sonia style yes. going for it. Um, exactly. But it's definitely this hyper, I would call it this hyper real, somewhat sexualized aesthetic, right? Yeah, and it was, I mean, and, and its purpose was obvious. It was to sell these things um, yes. to, a, to, a, to a target audience at the yep. time. Very pumped. Um, and, and yeah, and and the target audience audience was, you know, mostly male at the time. Like that, th those were the people that that seemed to be buying the books. So they targeted them that way, or at least that's how how they perceived it, and that's why they produced them that way. Right. Um. And so I, I mean, yeah. So, but okay. Now I have a problem with someone saying that about about your model. Okay. Um. Because I I I kind of think I, I'm kind I'm kind of of two minds when it comes to this. Sure. Um. I feel like there's room for both opinions um and i think both opinions are true at the same time kind of uh, like yes there's too much of the of the you know bikini armor crap um it's everywhere and it's not cool to see everything all about that um over sexualizing people you know women or yep. men um yep. completely over sexualizing them. it's just it's not okay to keep seeing that because it doesn't make sense and to, to steal your favorite buzzword it's not always within the verisimilitude of what's going on in the things you're trying to sell. Yep. So there it's just it's blatant. Um and that's when it's a problem. Um when it's when it's just overused just to sell. Um and that's where those old those old things come come into play and that's that's why it's you know kind of pulpy um because it's just overdone. Um but I also think there's a place for it too. I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with sexuality and using it um in artwork. I mean it's that that has been a theme in artwork since the beginning of artwork. Um, right. it, it's it's something that draws draws humans in. Like we as humans like things that are sexy. We do. Um, now, I, I still feel that there has to be some kind of sensitive sensitivity in mind when when you're dealing with this. You got to know, you know who you're making this thing for, this artwork for, um, wh like what what that audience is. You also have to to keep in keep in mind. You know the sensibility of 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 the civilization that you live in. Like where, wherever you're at, you need to understand what's around you and how people are going to take take this. You know, um, just like anything anything you make. Um, now, a lot of people say you know artwork is supposed to challenge people and so forth. Yes, I agree. Um, if that if that is your intention, you should also expect that backlash. That you know what I mean. Right. So I know there's a lot going on there, but I feel like there's room for both and. Um, like I, I, I love to see artwork of powerful women could, because women, women, women seem to be the focus of a lot of this, a lot of this controversy. Um, I like, I like to see artwork, artwork of powerful women that aren't, you know, in bikini armor. Um, and, and, you know, you and I both agree on this subject a lot. And that's why like our last project was just full of, you know, powerful women that weren't in bikinis, right? Right, like, absolutely. Like when, when we when we produced uh, the narrative game system, uh, the artwork in that is is just lovely. It's it's beautiful artwork, and it's not hypersexualized. Um, so, I I mean, do you agree? I mean, you must. You, I know you agree on this, right? Like, I there's do, room yeah. for both. Yes. Here, here's my. You know, we say this on this podcast so much, but I think it's really it's worth me putting a pin on. 
context is everything, right? If you're if you're doing a pulpy style game in that sort of Conan esque world, if you're in this like pseudo Dark Sun Samaria, whatever, right? This kind of story, and you've got this world of of very violent, gritty, hypersexualized characters, right? And that's the way they act in the story, in the world, then I don't think there's anything wrong with having your artwork also reflect that. It right? should it should obviously reflect what you're trying to convey in your game. Absolutely. Or whatever whatever other endeavor you're talking like miniatures, whatever. Yes. Whereas if you're doing some kind of normal, when I say normal, I'm just I'm, what I mean is sort of middle of the road RPG. Let's say a more traditional D and D style RPG, right? Something appealing to the masses, as it were, a shooting down the middle, I guess RPG. Then it's okay to have a, you know a couple images of you know women or men or something like that that are more scantily clad or sexualized, but it should be running a wider gamut. You should be having people filling multiple roles and not just being combatants and warriors and, and all that sort of stuff, but kind of playing every role in your game and looking appropriate, right? Like fill the book with the art that fills your world that you're writing in the story. That's what should be coming to life in the art, right? So you should see women and who are healers and Kings and yeah. warriors and uh, you know, uh, strange old Baba Yaga like witches in the woods and mm -hmm. oracles because the more variety and, and whatever. there is, the more real the world feels. Yes. So why not? Why not play into that strength? You know, yeah, the... just show all the roles in your world and show them as both men and women appropriately stylized mm -hmm. for that role, right? Like it's pretty simple. Um and the other thing I would say is as so that's the designers, the onus on the designer, right? Yeah, yeah. And but since I, this is undesigned, you know, you cover that first. I like it. Yeah. But I'd say there's also an onus on us as as players. People to as, be reasonable. Yeah. To, as yeah. consumers. Consumers should be reasonable about this, about this sort of thing. Yes. That we – the designers under no compulsion, nor is it even possible to make something that we all like the aesthetic of every image at all times, right? So if you find something like you can get in bad taste, don't get me wrong. And it's okay to be sort of reviled by something in terrible taste. There have been some classically horrible RPGs that have been put out that sure. are just like, I don't know how they got made. Yeah, much like all of the comic books in the 90s. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tiny heads and giant thighs with, with belts everywhere. Yep. Um, but, you know, so I'm not trying to say like there are no bad actors. There are. But when there's clearly a game that's acting with the best intentions and the art does seem to have a spread of, you know, sort of these things I've been talking about. So if it seems like the designers acting in this good faith, then we should be accepting that we're not going to like the aesthetic of every piece and not our reaction shouldn't be one of like, ah, I am so angry. Right. Our reaction should be one of meh, that piece isn't for me. Right. And yeah. just move on. <laughs> like, just it's not that important. <laughs> just let it go. Um, whatever. Sure. I, I mean, if but but the the I, like, you know, again, sex, sex, humanity is drawn to it differently than it is to other artistic things. It's visceral, um, because yeah. people because people will will do exactly what you're talking about in, in when they're flipping through, uh, you know, they just bought a brand new RPG book. You're flipping through. Obviously, most RPGs have multiple artists 
that produce pieces for them, right? It's yep. not all the same. It's not all the same artist um, doing stuff. You, you get a variety of artwork from uh, with a variety of different styles, and people will flip through and be like, "Yeah, that's that's a piece of crap. I don't like that." And then flip to the next page. Oh, I love this piece of art. Why didn't they, you know, have this guy do more? Whatever. And they'll do that, and they'll be okay with it. You know, they're not yep. gonna they're not gonna flip their shit over this stuff. Um, but if they hit one of those, you know, if 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 it's a if it's a, a kind of a trigger thing for them. Um, and, and this is just it's it's a common thing to have triggers um if if that's a, a hyper sexualized thing pops up you know they just they'll get mad about it and they'll want to talk about it um so i'm just saying that you know it's just the nature of nature of humanity to do that because of the way we're drawn to that sexual stuff sure it's it's the Positively thing that makes and it negatively yes you know? exactly yep the thing that makes it powerful is the thing that makes it powerful yep i i agree yeah. No, you're right. I mean, and that's true, but I'm just saying, like, we can be better than that at the same time. We we really we can try. That's yes. the important part. We can try to be better than that. Right. Um, I agree. Um, so so now uh, the other angle, um, that 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 you wanted to specifically talk about here, um, not the the women in bikini armor in pictures and stuff. Um, I I think you wanted to talk about, uh, bas- basically women women at the game table, right? Correct. That's right. Um, yep. Women de- and women designers, maybe. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what we what we wrote <laughs> wrote oh. into this question. But no, I, th- I think both is good. Yes, as designers, game runners, and players, right? Sort of throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think it's something that has. I find it, I find it interesting that we're going to talk about this because it certainly seems like that's just normal now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? To me, it's starting to starting to become just a normal thing. Women women play games now, and women design games now. So it's cool. All right, awesome, right? I wish that was the case, man. I really do. I, here's the thing: I think that to to us, to you and I, just because of the perspective we take on this, that, that I don't think we bring any sort of. I I certainly don't think we bring any bias to the table. As I've commented sure. before, um, my group has had women in it as a large part of the group for like for a, a long decade time, now. Like 10 years man yeah yeah 10 years 10 yeah. years yes so you know the idea of sitting around the table with that and that table having more than one i don't mean this offensively but more than one token female or something that happens to be yeah, someone's sure. girlfriend is is not a weird thing to me that's just the norm mm-hmm. but it's really not the norm. so this isn't a normal thing no, in talking to other people, I have found this to be actually fairly rare. And the bias out there. So it's funny you say women play more games. Like that is true. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain that that's true. Yeah, that is 100% true. There's lots of fun um, statistics out there uh, about women as a percentage of the game playing market. So real quick, let's take a very fast trip down memory lane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Way back in the late 70s and early 80s, I mean, the initial early golden age of, like, gaming, this first sort of gaming explosion, okay, pre the mid-80s yeah, some, Atari some crash. games and some, yeah. Okay, so especially, like, digital video games, the earliest, like, the, the, the first explosion of digital video games around Atari before the big Atari crash blew the market yeah. out, okay? So in between the fall of Atari, like, what happened is Atari fell and then it didn't come back until the birth of Nintendo, kind of. There's... Other nuance, but I don't care. That's good enough for our story. In that early period, women were almost equal with men in participation in the digital game set. Okay. Then there was a big crash. 
people stopped making and kind of playing games for a lot. And when it came back in the early 90s, it came back under a largely male-focused uh, role. And all of a sudden, the paradigm became true. Yeah, all that stuff shifted into... That women don't play games. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, because, because everything turned them away. <laughs> like, it yes. was the way it was being... Everything was being designed... Uh, was turn was turning away that you know from from the game design themselves to the just the artwork on the covers of things you know it was all just pushing them away right so yep, exactly and then, and then the culture around it was also shifting at the same time to be this dude thing you know it, it, it's a dude thing it's a dude thing to play games uh, yes which is exactly. whatever it's garbage but that's how it happened yes now in the RPG space and it's interesting. So two things. Over time, women have slowly taken back over the digital space to the point where, like, in certain game sectors, especially, like, mobile games and things like that, women, I believe, now outnumber men. Um, but RPGs and their, and their sort of rooting in war games, which has always been the most male-dominated of the gaming sectors, right? RPGs were much harder for women to sort of break into. And um, I participate in a, a, a sort of group uh, about women in game design. There's like a, there's a Facebook group that's about uh, basically connecting women who do game design and stuff like that. It's an awesome group full of a lot of like incredibly talented people. And I see a lot of the challenges that women are up against in there. And I think that even if it's not conscious sort of sexism and stuff like that at the designer level, there is still probably some level of bias. And I know that just from a like, you know, uh, what I want to say, like a diversity metric standpoint, it's definitely far from equal. Sure, but but what my question would be is, how is this affecting their ability to do what they want to do? I, I think it is. Um, so there's no, no, some... no, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm asking how it how it's affecting them because I'm I'm curious and interested here um, because you say there's this this community, right? Yep. And and they, you know, th this this outside bias. Is, yes. is a huge is a problem it's some kind of hurdle obviously yes because when there's some kind of outside biases it's always going to be some kind of hurdle um i'm just wondering you know what the, where, where where the real issue is like are they having trouble selling games are they having trouble you know finding designers to work for them you know uh, like graphic designers and artists and things to work for them because they're women um are, are they having troubles you know you know selling their final product because it's a female name on the cover i don't like i don't know where where the real big issue is is it just that they're you know, when they try to communicate with the the outside, you know, part uh, the, the designer spectrum that's you know male dominated or whatever, um, do they have problems with communication there because they people don't take them seriously? Like, like what what in your experience from what you've seen? Because you're not you're not you're not a woman. Okay? That's correct. So so I'm sure you can't answer this you know easily. Um, but 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 you are within the the you're, you're inside these communities. So what do you what what do you what are you experiencing there? Okay, so I think there's, and again, you're right. This is outsider perspective, and so I'm I'm a poor person sure. to answer that, it. That, that's the that's the caveat, and that's why I wanted to bring you know, yes. say that to make sure so, I'm not putting you under the gun here because I know you can't really answer it. Yes. So, but you can give an opinion. I can give an opinion. Understanding this is only my opinion; it's an outsider's opinion. I think there are two very large hurdles. One is participation in the design uh, process, like that is to say, getting the job you want in the design process, right? Um, hiring female designers and developers now there's some amount of self-selection here okay and i'm not part of the committee for 50 50 like that so that we, we you know you have to have uh, this sure, sure the right version numbers. for the right job that right that, that's yeah that's what that's what it should be absolutely but if you've got a passionate talented person 
that, that we all know is passionate and talented. I think it can still be tough because even though I think there's a lot of the, the gaming um, population, especially in the designers, there's not a lot of overt sexism or stuff like that. It really isn't. But because most of these people are good people who want to just get the best designer possible, who's going to do the best work for them, whether yeah, it be yeah. digital or, or tabletop or whatever. But I think there is some subconscious bias there, right? And, and that's a tougher thing to, to tackle um, because it's harder it's to even thing. identify it. Yes. So I think that's there. I think that's more subtle. Now, the overt part and the challenge is you look back at things like Gamergate or something like that, right? Where you had really, really, really overt hostility toward yeah. female designers. Um, I think that's that's not in the shadows. That's, that's, that's not subconscious. Problem. That's some, yes. something completely different. I, like, you know, that like that that was just hatred, right? Like, Correct. Yes. That was just bad. Um, I know it's really hard for me to address that. I because um, that I affects don't me. It. Like that affects me. Like I just don't. Like I can't handle that. That's too much. Like that's. I get it, it hurts to, to see people treat other people that way. Yes. And and I don't want to like, that's such a rich, complicated topic we could do. Yeah. Let's not break into that right now. Exactly. But I think that that, so, so leaving that specific thing aside, I'm saying what it points to is that there's a general audience pushback from some form of minority, right? That is very vocal and that will, that will make the person not be as willing to participate in it and put themselves out there because you know having been a designer for a long time i've i have of course suffered my share of slings and arrows right yeah and and it's not fun like i have had people pick up my book look at it and go oh it's this thing that's stupid and throw right. it back down right and that's like wonderful when somebody wraps up multiple years of your life and effort and hours of of you know blood and yeah. sweat and passion in three seconds of going you know, i the, hate all things like this uh, and aside on that my favorite my favorite thing that's ever happened to to you as a designer was yep. someone someone basically telling you yeah this was okay one out of five like <laughs> one star out of five this was okay what Yes, the the rating that we that got was, on a book where it was like that was this an is amazing pretty, review. Yeah, pretty competently put together. It's okay. It's an average product, one star. Like one well, star. <laughs> I felt that was a harsh review. So that yeah, that that was one of your hurdles. Um, I'm I'm curious. Do you think maybe that that some that some of the problems that women face as designers have to do with how like they have had less time to establish themselves compared to what you know the already established male designer kind of kind of uh landscape like like there's already so many so many men that have been doing it for like you years and years and years and years and years um and women couldn't break into it in the past right um and have only started to break into it recently now i say recently and that's a loose term yeah the last 30 years <laughs> whatever but you know you know what i'm saying no i don't think you're i don't think you're wrong there i think you're dead on there there is a bit of a uh like you have to play catch up yes there's absolutely a a legacy sort of weight there, a legacy anchor, right? Of, you know, when you look around at like a lot of senior designers and people who are decision makers in the industry, they're people who've been around for 25, 30 plus years, right? They've been designing, like I look yeah. at a lot of senior people, they've been doing it since the early 80s. Um, that's, and, and that's not right. a and time that was as friendly. And, yeah, and if you're and if you're selecting someone to work for you, are you gonna you're gonna pick that person who's been in the in the you know in the game 
for such a long period of time and is available to you, right? You know, right? Yep. It, that's a tough choice. That's a tough choice when you're trying to, you know, find somebody to to do some work for you. Yeah. No, I agree. And and I think that that's um, and that's true also for you know new males who are trying yes. to get into it. Oh sure. Um, I'm I, I I'm just saying that as a whole, um, women have had less time. When you look at the cohort, like the total cohort, yes, yeah. absolutely. I think that's a challenge. So, I mean, I don't think that's an easy thing to solve. I think it's a thing. No, that, it's not. It's a thing that will solve itself eventually, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So moving down to like the, let's move down to the, the player participation level at the table. Okay. And I think this will be a good way to end on it. Um, when we talk about running the game or uh, running a game or participating in a game. So let me ask you the following question, okay? How many you you've sat with women players at the table? Yeah, plenty of times I do. But how many times have you has a female been your GM? Uh, twice. And by twice, I don't mean two campaigns. I mean two games, two two nights. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like, like, I have to specify here. Yes. Versus um, probably countless male thousands GMs. Of, thousands, yeah, thousands of nights of, of, of male GMs. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. No, that's, that's huge. I mean, it's staggering. Um, so uh, why is that? What, what is going on? Like, like I played with lots of women. Yep. You know, they, they played. Um, are, are we not giving them, like, are, are they not feeling like they have, are they not empowered to do this? You know, you know what I mean? Like, so is, let me, is that environment that, that, um, hostile, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's turning them away from, you know, even attempting it or I uh, like, I like, I've never felt like the environments in the games that I have played have been, uh, you know, bad for women, you know, of course. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what, uh, what? Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Well, so now we're going to bust into, into theory territory. Okay. Sure, yeah. So I do have a strong theory on this. So did you know that men are, like, ridiculously more likely to be struck by lightning than women? Uh, no. That's weird. Um, like, not by a small margin. You would expect, since lightning strikes fairly randomly and the population is generally 50-50 or close-ish, you would expect men and women to be equally struck by lightning, right? Mm -hmm. It would just, so it's the ultimate randomization. But that's not true at all. It's something like 80% plus of lightning strikes on people are men. Okay? So when you dig into this research, the reason seems to be that men... Do men just run around in high places when it starts to thunder and yes. lightning? I yes. I mean, they're just like, da 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 I don't care. I'm not afraid. Correct. You know, I'm not, I'm dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Men are more likely to be swimming in storms, to be golfing in storms, to to like to take actions that we know are dangerous in storms. So, men in the United States culture and most Western cultures, at least, this is this does have cultural dependencies. But, um, in so like, so you're, you're saying there there is this there is this uh, this thing built into men that makes them throw caution to the wind. Correct. They're more likely to take bigger risks. So there's a lot of there's a lot of psychology or, or psychology research that's been done that says in most Western cultures, men are bigger risk takers and are more likely to be overconfident in their capabilities than women. OK, so, again, I'm not making a normative statement. I'm just saying this is what the research points. To. OK, 
Okay. All right. These are just numbers. Yeah. Just numbers. And this isn't true universally. I don't think this is an innate human thing. I think this is largely um, a cultural heritage thing with some amount of small genetic programming that can be moved. But whatever. Anyways, I don't care about it. Way too deep for this podcast. So move along, my friend. Yes, I'm moving on. I think that the two key things you have to do to be a good GM are be willing to take risks and be overconfident. Okay. I would I would agree with that from my own perspective. Um, like like from from my own point of view, I, I feel this I feel you know pretty much exactly the same way. You have to um, you got to be and you got to be willing to take chances to make to to make things happen um, yep. and be be ready to fall on your fall on your face. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and just be confident that like I'll work it out, right? Like I'm yeah. gonna let these things happen and I'll work it out. And in, in talking to a friend of mine who's a, who is a like one of the females at my table, my weekly game, um, who has GM for us in the past, but has said so. Like it, there was a time when she GM'd for us and killed us all. Okay, like there was a TPK situation. Okay, and she felt terrible about that. Now I don't think her feeling terrible about killing the party has anything to do with her being a woman. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Sure. Um, no, I I generally feel. I generally feel really bad too. So yeah, I, I think that has to do with being an empathetic person. I am a cold, yeah. hard, uncaring block of ice. So when I kill people, I generally Agreed. couldn't care less. Um, but that feeling, she so so now I've said you should DM it, and we all said we don't care. It was a fun game. We enjoyed it up to that point. It happens. These things happen. We were all accepting. Nobody was angry about it. It's fine, right? But it wasn't the outcome she wanted in the game. For obvious reasons, right? And so now I said, well, you should GM again. You should take another turn. We we all really liked your game. We're all telling you we would like to play under you again, right? But she's like, I don't just, I, I feel like the same thing could happen again. See what I'm saying? That is, that's pointing at something. Sure. They, and this is, of course, an isolated incident, incident with a, a single person, you know? Yes, so I'm using, it's not saying I mean, anything about everybody. It's just. No, I'm not meaning to generalize from this. I'm just offering an anecdote, anecdotal support, which take it for what it's worth, which yeah. is not much. Um, but my point is, is that I would look at that and have the overconfidence. And I think a lot of the GM, the male GMs I've played under would go, yeah, that thing happened that time. So who cares? I won't let it happen again. <laughs> right. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they would. Um, and, and yeah, it would, it would get glossed over pretty quickly. Even, uh, e- even, even I, who am, uh, am, uh, am, empathy man, yes. I, I feel things. Um, I get over that sh- that shit. I mean, it takes me some a little bit more time than most people, but whatever. You know, if I if I break the party and then I I, I always feel like you know, okay, well, <laughs> I messed that game up. Um, I'm gonna go back to the drawing board. I'm gonna feel like crap until next week when we play again. All right. Um, but we're gonna play again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I I think to me when I look at it, what I think is that. Is that don't one of the key if there's if there is something that I would offer as a you know as to any potential gm this doesn't have to do with men or women but it's just that don't be afraid of that failure right because that's not if that's stopping you regardless of your sex it's not that's not a who cares you're gonna fail let me let Mm -hmm. you know a secret you're gonna fail gonna happen yeah of of all things uh, a, a gm any gm doesn't matter if you're if you're a man or woman you know it doesn't matter a GM has to be confident. Uh, you have to you have to have confidence to to 
you know, commit yourself to entertaining a group of people. It's just like being a stand-up comedian, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You, you've, got, you've got to have confidence to be a stand-up comedian. doesn't matter, doesn't matter who you are. Um, and it, 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 takes, it takes, uh, takes a certain kind of stuff to do that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope that um, this, is, this, this is a changing thing then, you know? If, if women aren't, um, aren't GMing much, like, for whatever the reasons, not saying that any of the reasons we brought up today... Um, are the reasons that's just yeah, because we, I mean, we've experienced. Yeah, I hate to idiots. have to put an asterisk on everything, but sure. we really are idiots. Um, so don't take anything we say seriously, as we've said from the beginning. Um, but I do hope it changes for the better. You know, if that's the, if that's the way it is, I hope that uh, women women find their footing and you know can thrive. Um, because, I, like it, it it's it's great to have them at the table. Like I I, I want that to be a thing. You know, I want it to be a thing and I want it to be, you know, whatever. I know you're, I know, yeah, I know like the 50, 50 thing when it comes to jobs, not, a, not, you know, not for you or whatever, right. but I think 50, 50 at the table, that'd be fantastic. If that was ever the case, I think it would be the best case. Yeah. For me, it's more this way. I'll, I'll approach it. Let me, let me perhaps offer a, a selfish reason for our listeners to hope for this and to adopt it. The best world is a world full of GMs just waiting for games. And you know what I mean? Like, that's the best everybody GMing. Let's go. Yeah. Just like ready to GM because we all know that's always the problem, right? It's like, you've got a bunch of players and nobody wants to run. So the more people we can get GMing, the better. I don't care if they're a man, woman, or a sentient toaster. If they're willing to run a good game, I'm going to show up at the table. That's what I want. uh, I want the sentient toaster. Sorry, women. Um, Well, he's probably got a unique perspective. (laughs) Well, don't call me he. Oh, you're right. right, Don't you gender him. Uh oh. Oh crap! I just did. Oh well, whatever. You know. Um, I don't. I think has a unique perspective. Yeah, it. Uh, they. Um, appropriate (laughs) pronouns. Stupid pronouns. So yeah, I think I think we covered that as as well as our dumb asses can. (laughs) Um, yes. Sorry, everybody. Um, and that's undesigned. That's undesigned. Thank you very much, everybody. We certainly appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time. Sorry again. Really sorry. Sorry.